friends at Acadian Custom Shutters. 985-893-3119. Locally owned and operated. Our expert crews will install American-made and locally sourced hurricane-rated shutters with the styles and colors you want. Wide selection of powder-coated aluminum products, Colonial, Bahamas with operable louvers, hurricane roll-downs, accordions, and Lexan panels. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Call Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119 for a free estimate or at AcadianCustomShutters.com. Another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Don't forget, NashFM106.1.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, and of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but on your favorite podcasting platform, just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find it pretty easily. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Our uh, social media platforms join the conversation there. Hey, a great Inside New Orleans show, uh, sports show today uh, with Fletcher Mackle, 
who again is is one of my favorite guests. You know, Fletch and I did radio together. He was on this show every week for almost 15 years, okay? Um, uh, it just got to the point where, again, it was tough for him, especially when I'm in the afternoon drive, to be able to continue uh, our weekly conversation. So we try to get him like every couple of weeks, you know, uh, at least to maybe at least once a month, at least twice a month we can do it. Um, but he was outstanding today. Um, Pelicans, Saints, LSU, Tulane, uh, and uh, all well, LSU and Tulane football. Uh, we covered all the college basketball for the state. And then we also looked at college baseball. We talked about Loyola possibly moving into Division One, and we, we revisited uh, UNO and, and the possibility of, again, uh, beginning a football program. So a jam-packed show for you. If you missed it at 1 o'clock, check us out tonight at 6 on LAE. Uh, 10 o'clock on WLAE TV 2, The Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning uh, at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And I should have that up for you this evening on our social media platforms. But it is up right now on the WLAE TV YouTube page. and will be up at ericasher.com uh, by the end of the weekend. So, uh, again, uh, catch it. Fletcher did a great job. The, uh, Channel 6 is starting a new sports program. Uh, adding to the repertoire that we already have on a Sunday night, right? With we got final play at 10:30 on Channel 8, and then uh, and you've got uh, fourth down on four at 10:35 on, on Channel 4. Channel 6 will have their own version of a Sunday night uh, show, and it'll be starting this Sunday at 11 o'clock. And Fletch tells us about that uh, on the program today. So I'm setting my DVR. You should as well. Uh, looking forward to again uh, the, the the crew over at Channel 6. Uh, jumping back into Sunday night um, uh, sports, and I say that more the merrier. I mean, again, uh, you know, there's enough ad- there's enough advertisers out there to make it work. So the, the more the, the more information that you're getting out on a daily basis uh, to the fans in this town, uh, again, the better. And that's the way I look at my radio show. The more information I can get out on a daily basis, whether it's again talking about sports, politics, whatever it is. Uh, you know, the better. So, again, um, looking forward to that show on, on Sunday night. Uh, boy, I tell you what, what a great uh, Mardi Gras it was over at the Oceana family of restaurants. I mean, they just killed it. Uh, you know, from Bobby A. Bear's here at Cajun Cannon Restaurant on the, um, on the parade route at Metairie. Uh, uh, matter of fact, we ordered from Bobby A. Bear's the other day, uh, and we got a fish plate. I, mean, I don't know how they made any money on it. I got to be honest with you, okay? I mean, it, it was... Uh, it was at least eight of of, of the of uh, the of, of the uh, of, of catfish, um, and, and it was the the uh, strips um, on top of fries. Uh, also, again, onion rings, as well as again coleslaw. Uh, and I mean, uh, I split it with my son because I mean, I just looked at him. I said, "There's no way I can eat all this." Okay. Uh, but that's what you know. And it it really reminded me again of what what Bobby what Bobby Bears, uh, Mambo's, o- Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery is all about. Uh, they're gonna feed you, okay? They are definitely gonna feed you. You're not gonna walk away hungry. Uh, you're gonna walk away with a go box unless you're a huge eater. And I'm telling you right now. So um, when you're thinking about grabbing a bite to eat, grabbing a cocktail, if you're in the quarter, Oceana Grill, Mambo's. Old New Orleans Cookery. If you're out in Metairie, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, don't forget about the Hideout Bar with, again, great food and also uh, music for you. A lot of music every single day, every single night. Uh, make sure, again, you do it at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Uh, yes, Mardi Gras is over with, but we got French Quarter Fest coming up. Uh, always a party down in the French Quarter. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. They're open for lunch and dinner. Uh, 
Uh, first of all, two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining rooms uh, that uh, you can have your next event in or dine in. They use it for an overflow for dining when, when again, they've got a line outside. But if there's an event, I'm telling you right now, they do it right. Uh, private restroom, private bar. Two Bourbon Street balconies. You're choosing again the menu, uh, and then they and then they put it together for you. It's outstanding. Uh, if you're grabbing a bite to eat, maybe again you want to do that in front of those picture windows that, that overlook Bourbon Street. Check out all the craziness there. Maybe again you want to be a little bit more, you know, kind of laid back. Head out, head back to the again authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. But make sure you again order one of those extraordinary cocktails uh, to go along with that authentic Cajun Creole cuisine. Uh, again, just a fantastic restaurant. Make sure again you do you do what everybody does, which is, again, take a photograph on the world-famous stairs, okay? I'll ask your server about that. And if you want to find out more, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Old New Orleans Cook, Old New Orleans Cookery, perfect night out for, again, date night, getting together with friends, family. Maybe trying to close that business deal. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And as I've said before, Oceana restaurants are open late. Uh, one, two in the morning in the French Quarter to at least midnight. Again, when you talk about Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant in Metairie. So you're looking for a late night place to eat? Uh, well, the Oceana Family Restaurants are open for you. And they are open late. And they are serving. Okay, you're not going to go to a restaurant. Well, we're not serving this, not serving. No, no, they're serving the menu uh, for you at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All right, uh, let's um, we'll get in. Uh, let me set the guest list for you today. It's a normal Thursday for us as we um, as we. Uh, uh, Talk to Gary Smith coming up in just about a minute and a half. We'll talk Tulane UNO with him, also Loyola. Uh, we'll get into, again, the Saints. Uh, Derek Carr, we know that today Alvin Kamara pleaded not guilty uh, to the batteries and conspiracies to, to, to commit battery charge, which I told you was going to happen, right? Going to gonna, gonna, gonna plead not guilty. They're going to try to be able to settle this uh, in, uh, in, uh, outside of in criminal court where they can kind of plead that down to a misdemeanor. And the fact that Kamara has never been in trouble before kind of leads you to believe that, again, there'll be community service and a large fine, right? And then, of course, back here in Louisiana, $10 million uh, civil suit that he's going to have to settle as well. So uh, the, 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 he, I don't think he's going to serve any jail time. I think he's going have, 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 uh, to have to obviously do community service. And then the NFL is going to pop him for four to eight games. Uh, which is one of the reasons why, again, they have to look for uh, multiple running backs uh, either in the draft or a draft and also free agency. And we'll get into that with Ross Jackson. He'll join us at 435 this afternoon. We'll talk Pelicans after a big win last night over over Portland, snapping a four-game uh, losing streak. Uh, they are in ninth place, but they are tied with Utah. But Utah has the tiebreaker uh, because, they again, they won the season series. Uh, but, again, the Pelicans play um, uh, 19 games left, and, um, uh, again, uh, 18 of those games are against Western Conference opponents. So they're either going to live or die on these 18 games. Uh, they're part of, again, a, of a, a three-game uh, West Coast road, road trip right now. Oklahoma City uh, is, is – I'm sorry, go, go to State is up next, uh, and, then, and then I think they finish up with Oklahoma City. I'll double-check that for you guys uh, before we go to Ollie. Uh, but uh, also, uh, we'll finish up with um, uh, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. And, of course, uh, Jordy will be talking um, uh, LSU, uh, Saints, and Pelicans with us uh, today. Let me, let me, let me uh, double-check that for you. Let me uh, get it right. Portland last night, Golden State on Friday, Sacramento on Monday. They're back um, uh, in the Smoothie King Center next Wednesday, uh, taking on Dallas. Uh, as part of a four-game homestand, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Portland, and the Los Angeles Lakers will be a part of that four-game homestand uh, starting next week. Uh, but they got to win the net. They, look, 
every game you go up a West against a Western Conference opponent, if, you, if you're trying to get out of that 10 spot, you got to win. Uh, they got a lot of good good play last night from uh, Jackson Hayes, who really kind of emerged from. And when we finally saw Trey Murphy uh, start to hit. Uh, they got a lot out of their reserves, but uh, again, you got Brandon Ingram doing dropping 40 for you. Um, again, the best game they played in quite a while uh, for the Pels. All right, let's talk Tulane. Let's talk the local schools. He's got the most comprehensive website on Tulane athletics that there is. Call yourself a Tulane fan. You better subscribe to the Wave Report. Does a great job uh, writing for the uh, Times-Picayune, NOLA.com, but also, again, the website is second to none. He is Gary Smith. He joins us each and every Thursday on the program. Gary, how are you? Doing well, Eric. Busy week for me, that, that, that's for sure. This is that brief intersection between football, basketball, and baseball all going on at the same time. So <laughs> I've been a busy yep. man this week. It has been a busy week, no doubt. Well, let's, let's start with last night's first yeah. game of the Pelican Cup, UNO Tulane in baseball. Uh, Tulane has struggled, winning only one game this season so far. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on the Tulane team so far, but also, again, the, that matchup last night? Yeah, it's it's not a good look for Tulane so far this year. Look, they, they you know they've lost four one-run games, so clearly their record could be better. But they they have a myriad of uh, of issues early in the season. And uh, history, it, it, every year is different, but history says they're in big-time trouble because uh, the only they, they haven't started one and eight since 1961. But that that's irrelevant. That era, they finished, they played 16 games that year. But the only comparison in modern times was Travis Jewett's first team in in 2017. They won their opener and then lost seven straight never got back to 500 the, the the rest of the year they weren't terrible that year but they never got back to 500 and that's not the mm-hmm. standards that they want to have then way back in the joe brockoff area near the end of his tenure in 1990 he had his worst year and they started one in six and never recovered and and finished well well under 500 so so history says they're in trouble um that they would point to that their star players haven't played like stars yet Tio banks is supposed to be the best player in the team he's 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 off to a dreadful dreadful start that's going to come around he'll come around um they um jackson lynn is hitting under 200 he was the second leading hitter in the league last year at, at 353 he's going to start hitting better but they've got they've got other issues too they're they're making fundamental mistakes in the field their starting pitching's been pretty good but they don't know what they're getting from their relief pitchers and and and, and the schedule's been tough and uh yeah that was a strategy. They they wanted to have a tough schedule in case they were regional quality um, for for RPI purposes. But uh, it, it's my line. Sometimes false confidence is better than no confidence. And if they'd have started with a little easier schedule and, and gotten some wins under their belt, I think they'd feel better about themselves right now than they do going yeah. back to California in, in a three game mm-hmm. series having to play. It, it has LA been a tough right? schedule, huh? and a it, lot it of is. travel. I mean, that's that, that's yeah, a lot it, back and it, forth it, to California. That's a lot of travel. I question that too, but we'll we'll see how it works out. This is the second trip in three weeks to California, and they're going to Hawaii a little later this year. Um, that, that, but from the UNO perspective, a good a good win. Um, still hard. It's still right. too early to read what kind of team Blake Dean has. But they it, it was a pretty good game last night. Both teams played for the most part. Both teams played well. UNO was the better team last night. They yes. had a lot more hits than Tulane. They they didn't make as many mistakes as Tulane. Um, they deserved to win the game, and and they got it done with a with a with a with a clutch hit with two outs in the in the ninth inning um, by Miguel Uceda. Um Beautiful swing goes the opposite way, which is what you want to do in that situation. Just make contact, mm-hmm. get the ball into the outfield. Uh, they win the game. They, um, they'd had a lot of success against Tulane in recent years, but Tulane did win the Pelican Cup last year. You and I would love to take it back this year, and, and they got off to a good start. 
Uh, just I'm going to round this out just for the audience. Uh, SLU is seven and two off to a great start. You mentioned UNO four and four, Nichols four and four, and of course LSU, who we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, starting the season off as seven and one. Um, let's talk a little basketball. Uh, Tulane again on, on a little bit of a skid since they yeah. lost to Houston. They've lost three in a row now. They're seventeen and ten, yeah. ten and six. They're in third place. Uh, the, the, again, they're kind of vying for an NIT bid right now. But go, what, what's up with the Greenies? Yeah, I, I you know I don't buy the, the 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 line that most people are saying that this team is spent physically and because um, they play so many minutes. Ron Hunter plays players that many minutes every year he played those guys that many minutes last year and they were playing their best basketball at the end of the year that said last night was a total debacle a stinker the first one really in conference play you can even their loss to Tulsa which was Tulsa's only conference win Tulsa actually played well that night for whatever reason and hit a lot of shots last night Tulane just had no the intensity just wasn't there from from start to finish. East Carolina wanted the game more. That was very clear. And when you play like that, it looks like you're tired and spent. But I, I'll, I'll give a parallel. What were we hearing about the Pelicans going into last night? All I heard from right. everybody that, that knows the Pelicans was that they had no chance to win any of those three games on their road trip because they were dead. They were done. They'd given up. And then they played a pretty good game against against Portland um, and, and won – Teams go through this sometimes. You don't want to do it at the end of the year, and we'll see. Tulane plays East Carolina again tomorrow night, and Tulane needs to Tulane needs to win these last two games. They play East Carolina right. Friday, and then an even more important game against Temple on Sunday. Because if they lose to Temple, regardless of what they do tomorrow night against East Carolina, they will probably slide to the number four spot in in the conference standings, and that means you're playing Houston in the conference in the semifinals if you get that far in the conference tournament mm-hmm. instead of the final. They don't want any part of that. And they need to. I mean, that was really again. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I my theory is that they were they were really really the drubbing they took at Houston really took a lot out of them mentally because they weren't expecting that. It made them question themselves, and right now they're doubting. Mm-hmm. The players are doubting how good they are, and that's. But but those things can change, and and that changes by winning. They've got two home games, two in the next three days. They need to take care of business to enter the conference tournament with at least some semblance of, of momentum going in there. Um, I did want to ask you about um, uh, the NIT. You yeah. mentioned the next two games that, that I think, yeah. uh, and I agree with you, are critical. You may have to win another one in the um, in, I think the more than I, I think now they have to win those two games, and then they have to make it to the conference tournament final. Oh, so you think they have to make it to the finals? Okay, because yeah, I was going to say 20 wins there. might get them in. They're not even in the top 100 now in the in the right. net, and that's pretty much how they fill the field. And the NIT, there's, it's a 32-team tournament. Every single conference regular season champion from those little leagues that doesn't win their tournament gets an automatic bid into the NIT, and sometimes that's as many as 10 spots. Um, so Tulane needs to pull for all of those teams to win their conference tournaments for starters because that frees up a lot more spots. But, yeah, I mean, that was, look, my, that was a bad loss last night for, for a lot of reasons. The East Carolina not had a good year. Um, they're, they're, they're a little bit better than the, the East Carolina. I think their six conference wins was the most they've had in about six years so they're they're not they're not awful but uh not just too yeah i think we'll have to see but i have a feeling mm-hmm. Tulane needs to win these next two and then they need to beat a good team like memphis in the conference tournament to be yeah. confident that they're going to get an nit bid i'll say one thing it's a big deal for the program because Tulane hasn't been to the nit since 2000 I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think the players care that much about the NIT. That's just the world we're right. we're in now. That's not why they wow. lost last night. My they're gosh, you wouldn't want to get to Madison Square Garden and play. I mean, come on. Get, it, it, yeah, NIT. I mean, 
nobody pays any attention to the NIT anymore. I, I, I mean, I, media, nothing else. You get right. to the Madison Square Garden, the arena is totally empty for those games. We'll see, but I'm, it's a big. But they they need to they need to care about that because right. again, this hasn't happened since 2000. It would be a significant accomplishment for the program. But I, I really do, that Houston game, man. That they thought they were a much better team than they played against Houston, and it's really taking them a long time to recover, and they got to snap out of it right now. Yeah, no, I agree. UNO, by the way, 10 and 18, 7 and 10. They've run four in a row since Jordan Johnson has come back. They've now qualified for the for the Southland tournament along with uh, with Southeastern mm-hmm. and also Nichols. Your thoughts on 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 the Privateers? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy, I don't think any team has a chance to win a conference tournament when they have to win four games in four days, and other teams are going to play less. But it was still a nice run at the end of the year. You want to give yourself a chance. And Jordan Johnson, I'm writing my my advance for that conference tournament is 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 going to be on him. It's, it, I I was negligent in not writing about this guy earlier this year. He went six for nine in their loss last night from three-point range. He now is shooting 48.1% from three-point range. He's one-hundredth of a point from leading the nation in three-point shooting percentage. The guy he's chasing is done for the season and didn't take nearly as many attempts, by the way. as him. Jordan Johnson's a heck of a player, and his turnaround, his comeback is what started this turnaround. He was out for five games, I think, with an injury. He came back. They didn't lose until until this game. In this game, they were stuck mm-hmm. already. They were going to be in that five to eight seed range where they were going to have to play four games in, in, in four days. McNeese State was playing to get into the tournament. That mm-hmm. loss wasn't a big deal for for, for UNO. They're they're playing much better basketball right now. Again, I, it's <laughs> it's nearly impossible to win four games in four days when the teams you're playing are more rested. But you want to have that shot, and certainly Jordan Jordan Johnson will give them a shooter's chance in every game they play. Yep, no doubt. Uh, SLU's women have won the Southland tournament, nineteen and nine, and fourteen and four overall. Tulane is again um, uh, they're they're seventh in the AAC right now, going into the um, uh, into the women's tournament for the, for the American Athletic. Yeah, they're um yeah, they, 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 you know again UConn isn't in the league anymore. Um, <laughs> that means every game's a chance. I again I usually. Teams winning these conference tournaments are, are a lot higher higher season. That the Tulane's problem is mm-hmm. they just go through huge scoring droughts in, in, in games, and that that that's killed them during a stretch this year. But they, similar to UNO, they've had a nice turnaround at the end of the season. Are playing much better basketball, just like UNO. They did not play well yeah. in their in, in their regular season finale, which didn't really matter that much. Um, we'll, we'll see what they can do, but they've got to be feeling a lot better about themselves than they were after. I mean, the, the Nader was about what three four weeks ago when they lost to Houston on national yes. TV by about fifty points. <laughs> that, right. that, that 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 was like the Houston game. The Houston same deal for the men team. I think that really destroyed their confidence for a while, and it, it it took them a while to gather themselves. But Lisa Stock is a good coach. She's got them believing in themselves again. Do want to mention again Loyola, both the men and women. Yeah. Next uh, uh, on the seventh, they'll play in their conference tournament. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in the NAIA yeah. tournament uh, at, at the Den. So again, both those uh, those teams will. And I do want to ask you about spring football because you had a chance mm-hmm. now to, to watch them at spring for a couple days. Just your overall thoughts on the town of this team. I I'll tell you what, Eric. I love the wide receiver talent on, on this roster, and um, that's not something I've said a whole lot. It, 
in the past. They've got two two um, two transfers. Yo Keith Brown, um, a huge recruit at Texas A&M, didn't have a lot of success there, like a lot of Texas A&M big recruits. Um, is it Tulane? He he looks like the total package. Um, I I really like his talent. Um, Dante Fleming, another transfer in. He 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 looks good. Um, Lawrence Keys kind of struggled early last year. Really came on. Another huge recruit that went to Notre Dame. I think he's going to have a huge year. Jaquan Jackson is back. I, I think this could be the best wide receiver core that that, that they've had um, in, in in Willie Fritz's tenure um, from from top to bottom. That that's my that's my first Im- impression. And, and the other thing is just just having Michael Pratt back. What a, what a huge story. Uh, I mean. There were all, there was a lot of nil money out there for him to go somewhere else, yep. and he chose to return to Tulane. And he he he's not only a great quarterback; he's a winner. He galvanizes everyone around him. And um, there's always a concern when a team has a huge success off of one year: are they going to work as hard the next year? But when you've got a leader like Michael Pratt, I think that's going to happen for these guys. I would agree with you. Now, look, they're not hitting now, but they have made got some great yep. losses on defense. Offensively, I think they're fine. They got a, they got a pretty good offensive yep. backfield. You mentioned receiving core, tight end. They add Cam Wire to the um, to the offensive line, uh, but again, defensively, they've lost some pretty good players. Uh, how, how, they, how are they looking in terms of uh, terms of the next guy stepping up? Too early, too early to tell there. But I, I, I know the coaches; they really like the guy. Um, what Andre Sam, the the transfer from Marshall, um, uh, they they <laughs> who was thrown for a loop. Granny's from Louisiana, but he, he transferred to play for Lance Gidry, who was coaching him at Marshall, and then Lance Gidry bolts for <laughs> for Miami. But he 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 he, he stuck with, with with Tulane, and uh, um, they like him. Yeah, I can't. Um, I, I Tyler Grubbs, the linebacker from Louisiana Tech, is still you know, like right. w- without hitting. It, it, it's tough to. to it's, it's hard to tell, guys. yeah. Yeah, I just I don't I don't yeah. have an answer for you yet there. How about the coaches, different voices there? Anything uh, that you that you've noticed? Yeah, well, what a home run they got higher they had in Dan Roshar, the offensive line coach. I t- I talked to him mm-hmm. today. Uh, Willie Fritz mentioned it. He he said they might have they would have considered hiring Roshar if he'd never coached in college before. But this was a guy who spent 15 years in college, some as an offensive coordinator um, yes. at Michigan State before going to the Saints. Talked to the Saints media. Um, they 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 think he's a. I mean, he was a terrific coach with the Saints. The Saints let him go at the at the end of this season. He loved New Orleans. He's now Tulane's offensive line coach. He's a technician. He, he's a, I mean, he's an upgrade um, because I mean, this is this is a guy who was a very good offensive line coach in the NFL. Yes. And and to, when when you have a guy leave at, at this time of year, as Tulane, as Iman Nagavi did for Houston, it can sometimes be right. tough to find a replacement. <laughs> Tulane hit a home run there. I think that's good. and he he inherits four returning starters and like you mentioned, Cam Wire. Pencil him in as the fifth starter. Uh, I, I think that, that that's that's a very good sign for what we're going to see out of Tulane's offensive line next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to again. And I, I know it's only March, but I'm looking forward to football mm-hmm. again because Tulane expected to be have another good team. LSU as well, and. The jury's out on the Saints. We'll see again what they do in the yeah. offseason to maybe upgrade that roster as well. Uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, what you got coming up for us in the paper, and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. This is the, this is the best time for, for for my site because it's spring football. It's football practice time. You'll you'll get stuff that I don't that you will not see at nola.com or in the Advocate. There, just, just detailed stuff about what's going on in practice. Every word that's uttered in every interview um, on that site. That it, it's you, you're, if you're a Tulane fan, you're not going to get that anywhere else. It, it, it's that simple. Um, and yeah, that's you know spring spring practice is ramping up. Two practices, um, thirteen more to go. Um, obviously, excited 
excitement at an all-time high coming off of last season. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 it should be fun. No doubt about it. Uh, at Gare Smith on Twitter, thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for having me on. Always, always. Look forward to having Gary on. Hey, I wanted to mention again, Xavier Men won their conference tournament. So they're in the NAIA uh, uh, tournament as well. And Grambling right now is in first place in, in, in their, in their uh, conference, 20-8, and 13-3 overall, while ULL is 23-7, and 13-5, third in the Sun Belt. That's a gaudy record for ULL. And we'll see ultimately if there, any of those teams, uh, if ULL will maybe make it to March Madness. Uh, but again, congratulations to all the basketball teams that are getting ready to get into, into conference tournaments play now. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, uh, do not hesitate. Call my friends at Burkhardt. Uh, Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation. Find out what you're looking for in terms of generator. Look, here's the beautiful thing, and I've heard this from so many of our listeners who, again, have gone to Burkhardt and, and, and purchased a generator. Jason doesn't hard sell you. Uh, he's there. He's again uh, guiding you again through again all the uh, all, all you know everything you need to know about generators. If you've already done your homework, which you should, I got to be honest with you, when you make it this type of purchase, you need you to do your homework first. Uh, then it makes it an easy consultation because then again you're just figuring out whether you want to finance that generator over time or pay the money up front. Uh, of course, they you get that new install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install for you. It's part of the customer service pledge from from Burkhardt. But you're gonna get that single day install. Uh, Generac generator single day install and Burkhardt will take care of everything for you planning permits inspections like I've said it before multiple inspections okay in Jefferson Parish I'm sure the same thing in Arlene's or wherever you're li- living in the sound of my voice um, and Burkhardt is there for every one of those inspections they get they, they they work with the inspectors they deal with it all you have to do with it again you don't have to be home uh, they deal with it all and then of course Maintaining that generator for you 24-7, 365 uh, with emergency service. And then, of course, uh, you have to maintain it like a car engine, right? Plugs, oil, etc. cetera. Uh, Burkhart can do that for you as well. It's a one-stop shop when it comes to generous sales and service. It's Burkhart. Generac generator in your, in your future. You got your income tax, income tax check coming in. You want to invest in a generator? Call Burkhart, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. All have wonderful mixologists, mixed up with fantastic cocktails, and a great menu. Uh, hungry? Uh, thirsty? Head on over to one of the Oceana family of restaurants. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Ross Jackson next. Don't won't move. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Need weekend plans? Check out what's happening at your local Lowe's. Weekending at Lowe's gives you and your family the opportunity to make them your weekend destination with free events, workshops, and more. Visit Lowe's.com slash events for this month's full lineup. Look out for delays that are solid 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. And delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past City Park to the airport. Look out for delays solid 10 eastbound from just past City Park to Orleans. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, delays are steady from Stomp Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. 
Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays steady from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the Chapatula South Peters exit. And look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling on 12 westbound on the North Shore from Covington to Madisonville. And look out for an accident magazine at Napoleon and school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends. It's uh, Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. 51 years of taking care of New Orleanians' vehicles. And, boy, they tell you what, they got you covered. Right now is the best time to buy tires. Check out my social media platform or go to Southern Tire's website, southerntire.com, because they have so many great deals on tires right now. So if you've been putting off buying a set of tires for your vehicle, now's the time. A lot of, again, different brands of tires at Southern Tire because they carry all brands that are on sale for you right now. Of course, Southern Tire had wheels and tires up to 30 inches. You can finance that over time as well. Looking for a new set of rims or maybe your rims are, 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 are in need of repair. Uh, they can fix those damaged rims for you and they got a great selection of rims. And then, of course, keeping your vehicle on the road, right? Whether it's your own personal vehicle or a fleet account, uh, my friends at Southern Tire have the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Even more diagnostic equipment. I'll put my money on it, okay? Uh, Tony Piazza has made, made a, uh, a concerted effort to, again, make sure his ASC certified technicians have all the diagnostic equipment they need because today's cars have changed, right? Everything's computerized. They got you covered. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring steak night, Wednesday, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filet. Friday nights, hot ball crawfish, 6 p.m. till. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selections, delicious food, friendly staff sports, and hot ball crawfish. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, home of the 1195 Direct Cremation. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Folks, head on in, get yourself an amazing cocktail, an incredible beer selection, but the menu is outstanding. Again, yes, Cajun Creole cuisine, but get so much more. Something for everyone on the menu. And of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of authentic Louisiana cuisine. That means, again, when you walk in, you're walking into like a, a sports museum with all the great memorabilia. Some of that memorabilia is one-of-a-kind memorabilia. Just take a few minutes when you get to Bobby Bear's to walk around and check it all out. I'm telling you, if you're a memorabilia buff like myself, again, you'll get in there and you'll you'll be oohing and on over, over some of the uh, unique stuff that they have hanging on the walls there. And, of course, whether you're hanging out with friends, maybe, again, it's family getting together, maybe you want to watch all the games with all, all the overlap of so many sports, 30-plus TVs. Uh, again, you'll never miss a play. Also, again, TVs even in the restroom, as I've talked about. Hey, you can order online for the delivery at bobbybears.com. They're open seven days a week. They're open late. Lunch and dinner, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun County Restaurant. So good. And of course, don't forget with the upcoming St. Patrick's Parade, they're open there as well. And always a place you can get a late meal in Metairie. You can get it at Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All right, joining us on the program now is Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints Podcast, Saints Wire, and also, again, CrestedySports.com. He's in Indianapolis for the, um, uh, for the Combine. Ross, how are you, my friend? Hey, buddy, doing great, doing great. Thanks so much as always for having me on. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, thank you. Look, Ross, before we get started and get into some specifics, what are you looking for specifically when you go to the Combine? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a couple of different pieces to it, right? There's always the sort of uh, backdoor dealings and conversations and things like that that always happen here within the convention center and in the hotels and restaurants and bars and everything. So, you know, you're always here for, for that part of the uh, the combine, much like the senior bowl. But, you know, when it comes down to the players, what you're looking for are players that interview well. When it comes to media interviews, it gives you a little bit of insight in terms of how they might perform in their and their team interviews, which are very, very important to uh, the NFL clubs as well as the players. And, of course, uh, the workouts and the workouts in particular that I'm watching uh, while I'm here. We just sat through all of the uh, defensive linemen doing their uh, 40-yard dashes and uh, broad jumps, things like that. Still in process, but got to see some really impressive performances by some defensive linemen that should be on the New Orleans Saints radar. I'll be looking closely uh, over uh, next or not tomorrow, but the following day, just watching through uh, some of the uh, quarterbacks and, and some of the other offensive players that will be out here as well. And, you know, obviously paying attention to the running backs, which is a big position of need for New Orleans. And that's where I want to go first. Running back seems to be a pretty deep uh, position in this draft. Uh, you know, again, whether you're looking for a big back or, again, uh, a um, uh, scat back uh, similar to what, what we have in Alvin Kamara here in New Orleans. With Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, pleading not guilty today and, of course, maybe a little bit of a drawn-out uh, illegal fight, whether it be on the, on the criminal side or the civil side. And then, of course, the NFL probably imposing a, um, a suspension of somewhere between four and eight games. The Saints are going to be in the market for backs. I talked about Leonard Fournette earlier this week on the program, 28 years old, still stuff 
left, still some tread left on the tires. A three down back that can that can catch the ball in the backfield and block for the for for the quarterback. But again, I'm, I'm uh, it's going to come down to again what he's looking for in terms of a, of a salary. Whereas again, there are some really good backs in a really deep class this year uh, when it comes to the draft. Talk a bit about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Bijan Robinson sits atop that group kind of all by himself. It's going to be really interesting to see how much he tests, if at all, uh, here this weekend. I, I don't know that he has to do much testing. I think, you know, everybody knows that he's probably the only running back in this year's class that would be worthy of a potential bottom of the first round selection, which is a place that depending upon, you know, what defensive linemen come off the board, what quarterbacks are available, things like that, if the Saints stand pad at 29, they could potentially go for a Bijan Robinson at the end of the first round. So he would definitely be one that I would keep an eye out on. Uh, you know, spinning a first-round pick on a running back is always really, really dicey. You've got workload sure. issues. You've got tread on the tire issues. You've got, you know, heavy impact issues in terms of that player taking a lot of hits, things like that. And so, you know, going and looking at some of the later guys, Jameer Gibbs, of course, out of Alabama, which gives you a little bit more of an Alvin Kamara-like player. You can find the same thing with uh, Pittsburgh uh, Panthers uh, running back Israel Abanacanda. Uh, of course, there's the hometown guy and Tajay Spears, who I'm very excited to see. He was excellent when it came to the Senior Bowl. Looking forward to seeing how he tests here uh, in Indianapolis. And then just to throw another guy out there, Zach Charbonnet, uh, the running back out of UCLA. Very, uh, you know, stout back, a little bit, you know, kind of Mark Ingram-esque, 6'1", 220 pounds, very compact guy, very compact runner, one that can break a ton of tackles. I think he's got 141 broken tackles over the course of his time, or forced 141 missed tackles. Um, over the course of his time at, you know, throughout his collegiate career, um, can catch down the field, can catch out of the backfield. You can line him up wherever you want to. He can run between the tackles, get outside, got great speed, kind of checks a lot of boxes. So uh, Zach Charbonnet, probably one of the better and best fits uh, in mm-hmm. this draft class that wouldn't cost the New Orleans State the first round pick like a B. John Robinson uh, would, but there's a lot of running back names, as you mentioned, uh, in this in this draft class that could be worth the same time rounds one through seven. This is why you want to listen to, to Ross's podcast. I did not tell Ross what we were talking about today. I just threw the question out to him, and he just gave you a long list of running backs that are going to be in the draft. Let's turn our attention to defensive tackle because that's another position of need for this team, uh, whether they go, again, through the free agency market, which, again, is a possibility. But, again, more likely they're going to go through the draft and try to pick, again, some big guys. We've heard about, uh, you know, Ica, the kid out of Baylor, former LSU player, uh, who, is, who may be on a lot of people's list. But some other players that, again, maybe folks that should be looking for if they're going to be watching the combine this weekend that might be on the Saints' radar. Yeah, well, my favorite defensive tackle in this year's class is uh, Pittsburgh defensive tackle Kalijah Canty. He's one of the few guys that you're ever going to see that it was listed as shorter on his team website than he actually is. <laughs> Oftentimes, <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes, when you get the official measurements, players tend to come in at shorter than what they're listed as on their team website. But uh, Kalijah came in here in Indianapolis and uh, measuring it at 6'1", about 280 pounds. So he's still, you know, slight for, for a defensive tackle, but goodness gracious is he, you know, not uh, a talented player. I mean, he led all defensive tackles in across the country last year with 14.5 tackles for a loss. He had 7.5 sacks as well. Incredibly just impactful and disruptive uh, pass rusher. We'll have to see what he translates to at the next level, but he comes out here in, in, um, in, in Indianapolis and, blazes a you know, great time on the 40-yard dash and really puts himself back on the map for anybody that was maybe a little bit concerned about, about his size. Uh, he ran a 4.67 at 280 pounds. I mean, just really, really outstanding 
uh, for for a guy like him, who's going to draw a lot of comparisons because he's a smaller defensive tackle and because he played at Pitt to Aaron Donald. He doesn't have to be Aaron Donald at the next level, but if he is, you know, three quarters, half to three quarters of what Aaron Donald is, uh, that guy is, you know, is going to end up playing himself or, or testing himself over the course of this this draft process into being a first round selection. So I like him a lot, and the Saints obviously need a lot of help at defensive tackle. Um, Keanu Benton is another guy that I, I like a lot, though, Wisconsin defensive tackle, a little bit more of a run stopper. Kind of think about him as being more akin to uh, Malcolm Brown and what the Saints used to have uh, in him before they traded him away to the um, to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's one of those guys that could eat up some double teams for you, create some one-on-one situations for your edge rushers and be an absolute just plug-and-play run stuffer uh, that's going to be really tough to move him off of the off of the defensive line uh, and off the line of scrimmage, which is something that Saints defensive linemen dealt with uh, quite a bit and uh, struggled with quite a bit in 2022. And then the last one that I'll mention here is um, a guy that, that has a unique connection to the New Orleans Saints, Javon, uh, Javon Dexter Sr., uh, he came in today at six foot six, three hundred and ten pounds, and ran a four eight eight forty, and that's blazing for a guy his size. Also yes, jumped thirty one inches, so very explosive guy. Uh, and and the unique connection that he has is that his former defensive coordinator in Florida, Todd Grantham, is now the Saints' defensive line coach. And so him playing that position, him having worked with Todd Grantham, who is a defensive line specialist, there's a unique connection there. And so he could be somebody to the Saints end up really spending a lot of time with over the course of the offseason, and that could lead to or end with him in mm-hmm. New Orleans. So he's a lot of explosion. He's a disruptive player. He's a high-motor player, um, can give you some value in the run game as well. So he's a little bit more of an all-around guy, while the other two are either pass or run. Mickey Loomis said this week that if they did sign a Derek Carr, that it would not preclude them from picking a quarterback in the draft. Uh, is that uh, a GM talk? Do you buy that at this point? Because, again, I figure he's going to get a three- to five-year deal. Uh, do you pick Do you pick a guy like a Hendon Hooker maybe in the second or third round? Uh, or, again, are you going with that veteran backup and maybe waiting a couple years to get, to get that, that, that uh, young quarterback to groom? Yeah, I think if the quarterback is there in the second or third round and the Saints really like him, and, and you know, Hank Hooker obviously should sit atop that list, particularly in the second and third round range, then, then I think, yeah, I think you do take him. And, you know, to me, GM speak would have been, no, you know, if we sign Derek Carr, we think of him as a long-term option, which they did mention that they do believe in him as a long-term solution sure. in the position. But, you know, he could have deflected the question about, you know, quarterback and things like that. That probably would have been uh, the, 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 the GM speak that I would have expected from him. So I was mm-hmm. actually little bit surprised to hear the acknowledgement like hey you know this whole thing yada yada you know it, it, it will preclude 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 excuse us from uh looking there or at least like change mm-hmm. the um change the fervor for with which they look at the position and so i, I do think that having a guy like Derek carr uh, you know in, in in drafting somebody like hinden hooker is a great situation for the saints because let's say that any five-year contract in the nfl is usually a two or three-year deal any three-year contract yes. in the nfl True. is usually a one or two-year deal right so mm-hmm. if you're drafting a guy in the second or third round want to give him some time to develop and i get that hinton hooker's 25 but he's only about six months older than you know kenny pickett for instance so mm-hmm. you know the age thing doesn't really matter to me here i like a mature quarterback and so i think you know having a guy like Derek carr gives you the opportunity to compete in 2023 and 2024 before you potentially hand the reins over to a guy that you've been grooming for a couple of years. What's your, well, we got about two minutes left. What's your, what's your, your, your finger on the pulse feel about the Derek Carr situation? 
Yeah, I think the Saints are still, you know, very much in the run there. They've been a lot more quiet about their meeting than the New York Jets have. I believe that the reason for that is because the New York Jets are signaling to Aaron Rodgers that, hey, if you don't say something soon, we're perfectly comfortable moving on to a different quarterback. So they've been very loud about how, you know, highly they, they feel, you know, how highly they think of Derek Carr, all that other stuff and everything, sort of as a kind of shot across the the bow at Aaron Rodgers. That's what I believe that is, a little bit of public negotiation. Uh, but I do think that the Saints stand poised is probably Derek Carr's best fit. Puts him in the NFC where he doesn't have to compete with the other quarterbacks. You have to compete in the AFC. The NFC is considerably weaker than the AFC, um, you know, team to team. And the NFC South division is very weak. That AFC East division still has powerhouse, you know, has a powerhouse in the Buffalo Bills there, as well as, of course, Miami Dolphins who continuously, mm-hmm. you know, hang around and are getting better and better. Oh, and by the way, Bill Belichick's in that division too. Um, right. And, and plus the connection between he and Dennis Allen is still one that, you know, you can't ignore, you know, that we can't ignore either. And so I, I think, you know, if I, if I were to put my finger on the pulse when it comes to where the Saints and Derek Carr are, I think that there's still definitely some, um, you know, mutual interest there. But, you know, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to team fit. And let's not pretend like money is not going to be a part of that team fit. Right. Sure. So I think that's going to be the deciding factor here. So your opinion that maybe this might get done by next week, considering, again, look, the 15th is the, is the beginning of the, of, of the opening of the uh, free agency and the NFL New Year. So obviously you want to get, probably get that done before then. Yeah, yeah, I'd look at March 13th as, as a bit of a, a, a target to shoot for. The 15th is when the, you know, any you know, new deals can officially become official, right. if you will. But the 13th is kind of when those negotiating uh, windows open up to where you can start agreeing in principle to contracts with players. So Derek Carr being the first quarterback effectively out on the market in terms of, you know, being a street free agent that's out there and really the best option that's on, that is available right now. I could see him wanting to get that deal done before the rest of the yes. quarterbacks end up hitting the market and then potentially dampering his market because the supply supply and demand uh, mm-hmm. wouldn't be the same. So, you know, he knows that he has interest in the New Orleans Saints. Drumming up interest with another team like the New York Jets or the Carolina Panthers is in his best interest. But if there's not genuine interest from those players, and the Saints might be able to get away with a, a bit of a bargain deal here uh, for Derek Carr. So the best scenario is for, you know, him to effectively not find another team that is fully invested in bringing him in uh, before the 13th. That's the target date that I'd watch. Always a pleasure, my friend. Again, uh, have a, uh, a good time and a safe trip back from Indianapolis. Uh, i got 30 seconds. Tell the folks about the podcast, how folks can follow you on social media. Appreciate you, buddy. Always a pleasure uh, to be here with you. And, of course, you can always find the Locked on Saints podcast wherever you get your podcast, as well as on YouTube. Just search Locked on Saints. You can find my written work over at CrescentCitySports.com as well as SaintsWire.USAToday.com. And, of course, you can find it all in one place on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Uh, Have a good time up in Indy. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Talk to you then. Take care. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you soon. There you go. Ross Jackson with us. Again, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company and trust for your AC system. AC breaks down. Heating system over the weekend. You need help. They're going to be there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, and, of course, only doing the work that's necessary. We'll never gouge you, never cheat you. It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, 
or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your pal with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. High prices are affecting everyone in today's economy. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service is here to help. We're offering a complete funeral service cremation package for only $38.95. That's right, a complete funeral service followed by cremation for only $38.95 in our chapel. Give us a call at 504-218-5554 or start the process online with our convenient online arrangements at 3895funeralservicecremation.com. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service. Celebrating life. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Head down to St. Bernard this weekend and celebrate the history and heritage at the Los Isleños Fiesta, featuring traditional dancing, great food, and live music. Reggae lovers, don't miss live in concert this Saturday night. Stephen Marley performing at the House of Blues and singing many of the great songs of his father, Bob Marley. For more ideas on things to do this weekend, visit whereyat.com and click on our community calendar or sign up for the Where Yat e-blast and get the best picks sent directly to your inbox. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. All right, don't forget about my friends over at, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, title sponsor for our Thursday show. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, and, of course, the Hideout Bar, all are open late. All, again, are serving uh, lunch and dinner with Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, get out there and get yourself a great meal or a cocktail at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And when it comes to, again, uh, Lenten seafood, oh, come on, they tear it up. 
Great Louisiana seafood for you. Again, enjoy a great meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Thanks to Ross Jackson. Thanks to Gary Smith. We'll be right back. Join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Acadian Custom Shutters, not to be confused with Acadian Windows or any other Acadian company that's locally owned and operated. Specializing in interior and exterior shutters, window coverings, as well as awnings and patio covers. If you're looking for quality American products with an excellent personal service and workmanship at an affordable price, call Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119 or AcadianCustomShutters.com. Serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, the Mississippi Gulf Coast, Acadian Custom Shutters, 985-893-3119.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Hey, check us out on the IRAHawk radio app or the TuneIn radio app, our digital platforms. On the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com or EricAsher.com. Hey, remember, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base, but you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher and join the conversation on our social media platforms. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, talking a lot about what's going on with the Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. Also, again, pa- talking politics, uh, specifically a lot about what's going on with the Cantrell recall. So, again, uh, jump on board. Love to hear your opinion as well. Uh, today's program is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Oceana Grill. That's the mothership. That's where it all started. Uh, again, Conti at Bourbon in the French Quarter, just the steps off Bourbon Street. Vote a, US, vote a top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. That's top 10 in the United States. They're open seven days a week for you, as I said. They're open late. One in the morning, right? Uh, but home of, again, New Orleans' best breakfast. You got If you love breakfast, you got to check it out. Again, fantastic breakfast menu items for you. Uh, breakfast starts at 8 a.m. and go, goes all the way to 1 p.m. So even if you're looking for that late breakfast, they got you covered. Uh, from the world-famous crepes to, again, a traditional breakfast, uh, pancakes, uh, French toast, you name it, they've got it for you. Uh, and they put a, a real flair on breakfast, okay? It's really something they really are outstanding at. The... Uh, the, the, the uh, Bloody Marys are, are incredible. And, of course, again, mimosas. Uh, you go right down the line. It's a celebration of breakfast over at Oceanic Grill. Also, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, for uh, both lunch and dinner. And I'm talking about a large, uh, again, array of Cajun Creole dishes, but also something for everyone because, look, they not only cater to the New Orleanian out there, but also to, again, a lot of folks from out of town. So, again, they do have American fare for you. Again, fantastic Louisiana seafood available for you year-round. Uh, and, of course, oysters on the half shell, trawl grilled oysters. You can watch them. Trawl grilled those oysters right up there, belly to the bar. Uh, get yourself a fantastic cocktail from one of the uh, great mixologists here in the city. And then if you're planning your next event, I'm just letting you know, Oceana puts on an incredible event. They've got five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. They also, again, will allow you to have your next event in their authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, but they can put on a party. Uh, they'll give you a bunch of menu choices, cocktail choices, uh, you know, again, uh, and, and then uh, their group just, again, goes out of their way to make your next event a success. Uh, do you want to find out more? Go to Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. Oceana's family friendly. Uh, again, you can, uh, if you're looking to be able to close that business deal, maybe your first date, maybe, again, you and, uh, and your significant other getting together again to be able to do a little celebration or just a night out. Or, again, remember, also, uh, the courtyard is dog friendly. So, again, easy opportunity to head on over to Oceana Grill and get a great meal. That's Oceana Grill, uh, 739 Conti off Bourbon. Uh, always the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. And remember, want to find out more, go to Oceanagrill.com. That's Oceanagrill.com. Well, Alvin Kamara um, uh, pleaded not guilty today uh, to, uh, to the charges of battery and conspiracy commit battery. Uh, as I mentioned in the first hour, this is not a, not a surprise to anyone. should not be. Um, he's going to plead not guilty. Uh, even though, again, the uh, the video was very damning, and then of course, again, the the audio that uh, was was uh, was been released now from someone inside of the uh, uh, inside of the limo, limousine. Which, uh, to me, if I'm if I'm having a Camara, I'm upset. Okay, what said the limousine should have been staying in the limousine if that's your boys, right? But it didn't. It leaked out as well. 
the 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 footage is is really damning uh, to to Kamara, um, and and really just uh, it just it just it just doesn't seem like it's Kamara like right. Kamara's always been a kind of a laid back guy. You don't you don't really kind of see that uh, in a type of brutality, uh, but. Through it all, again, I think this is about money uh, for for the victim. Uh, Again, I don't think Kamara's going to serve jail time. I think uh, because he's never been in trouble before, he's going to plead this down uh, to a misdemeanor. Uh, He's going to have to do uh, community service. uh, And and then, of course, uh, he'll have to pay a large fine. Uh, In addition to that, there's a $10 million lawsuit, civil suit here in Louisiana, and they're going to negotiate that suit. And the gentleman, again, who had, who had all the injuries and was involved in that, uh, the victim, he's going he's gonna to walk away with a nice check when it's all said and done. But Kamara's going to lose some money here because he's going to get a four- to eight-game suspension from the NFL, which is one of the reasons why I asked Ross Jackson in the first hour about the running backs. I've talked about Leonard Fournette on this team, on, on this program, a guy that's getting cut. He's going to get his release from, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's 28 years old, hometown kid, uh, and, and I think he's got tread left on the tires. That's me, okay? Uh, I think he can. it's he, already shown he can block for, for your, your quarterback. He can run inside, run outside. He can catch the ball at the backfield. Now, again, he signed a three-year, 21 million million dollar contract with the um, with the Bucks, and and, and he's not going to see that contract through again. That 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 he's going to be released because of you know his his playing time really taken away from him last year. Uh, so he's looking for a place to land. Coming here, he would split time with Alvin Kamara. Uh, with Kamara out, he'd probably have the lion's share of the carries early. I, I think those two guys could coexist. I also believe they need to go out and get another back in in uh, in the uh, in the draft. I've talked about Tajay Spears. I think he's a, a natural fit. But as mentioned in the first hour, Ross Jackson concurred. This is a very deep back for running back, a deep draft for running backs. So, you know, if you don't get the kid from Texas in the first round, maybe he drops in the second round. Uh, you know, that, that's a possibility. Uh, but, again, there is a plethora of running backs that you're going to get in the middle rounds that, that are going to be able to play NFL football and play it at a high level. So that, that is definitely a, a key going forward to the Saints when you start looking at the draft coming up. Uh, and um, I'm excited. Again, I love the Combine. I'll be watching it all weekend this weekend. Uh, and, um, you know, as we get close to the draft, we'll start trying to bring on some more draft uh, gurus on here. Uh, but um, looking forward to because this is one of those years where, you know, you hate to put the pressure on the Saints, but the, the pressure's there. They've got to have a draft like 2017. They've got to get at least three, four starters, guys that come in and maybe guys that can end up being all pros, right? Uh, because you, again, don't have a lot of cap money. You're cap strapped for the next three to five years, uh, depending on, again, when this other money's going to kick in. We hear it's going to be within the next three years that the digital money and, and also the, the uh, gambling money is going to kick in. That's going to help the Saints be able to get, uh, again, substantially under the cap uh, to where maybe, again, they, they, can, they can compete with other teams. But remember, other teams that are, are not using the utilizing the cap like the Saints, they'll have even more money to be able to spend. So that's going to that's raise the prices of, again, what it's going to cost you for a player so again the draft is the way to go and they have every pick this this year with the exception of their first round pick uh, which is 10th overall uh they've got they got the 29th overall pick now so they're at least they're in the first round so uh this is one where you really got to be able to uh, be able to uh, hit on your draft picks 
Speaking of hitting on the draft picks, last night a few draft picks came came to, through for the New Orleans Pelicans that they had lost four in a row until they went to Portland on a three-game uh, a West Coast swing right now. And to break it down for us, one of the best we have in the city, the editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, and I'll just say it right now, whether you're listening to the podcast, you're checking out all their great writings, you got to check out my friends over the Bird Rights. And, of course, Ali Cassell joins us each and every week here on the program. Ali, how are you? Doing a lot better. Right, Pelicans yeah, me were too. in tailspin. You weren't sure when they were going to win their next game, but man, they put together a 48-minute effort and emerged with a huge victory. It felt like the season was on the line. Right, they had to yeah. beat the Blazers, and they did. I agree 100%. Uh, going into the game, I didn't feel real good about it because, again, what had happened at home against Orlando, I just didn't have an answer. Okay, I mean, they, they, they were shooting bricks. Guys looked like, again, they were dog-tired. In some cases, not given the effort they needed to. But, again, I don't know what happened, what was said, but they came out and played like they played Pelican basketball last night. Yeah, they certainly did because that defensive effort was there, right? I mean, look, Damian Lillard, both exactly. less than a week ago, scored 71 points. And um, I know he scored 40 or went for 41 against the Pelicans last night, but right. he didn't beat them with the three ball. He didn't beat them with his playmaking because it's when he gets his points, but he's also getting others involved. Or like I said, he's, he's knocking down that three. Well, that, that really puts you really, you know, in the deep hole, right? It's hard to overcome when a superstar is playing like that. But they defensively, I, I just love what Willie Green did. He had him swarmed, picked up full court oftentimes, right? CJ McCollum started the game guarding him. And I was shocked to see him pick him up full court. But they, they rotate a lot of good defenders on him, right? Josh Richardson, Herb, Dyson. And that took a toll. They double teamed him a lot. They denied him the ball. And the Portland Trailblazers, they're really a one-man team. I know Jeremiah Grant's been very good. And really outside of those two, they've got nobody that can score for them right now. But Damon's the head of the, their snake. And the Pelicans, like I said, did a very effective job defensively. And, of course, Brandon. I mean, we've got to touch on how he, he's been playing great. Eric, first of all, and it's kind of gone unnoticed, right, because of how poorly the Pelicans have been playing. When you're not winning, you don't really want to talk about a player's stats. But sure, Brandon, season-high 40 points, and really since the start of February, he's been averaging close to 30 points on 50% shooting. So he's playing like the star that the Pelicans need, right, like a true number one option. So you combine that, Pelicans get a win, and that's a recipe for success, mind you. Going forward, I think that they can use this, right, go small at times. But they can play defensively for 48 minutes and rely on Brandon to really carry the offense. I think that they've got a chance to easily get in the playing tournament, maybe even push for a little bit more. Well, it was good to see Jackson Hayes play last night and play as well as he did. They really needed that with uh, with um, uh, with Jonas out. Uh, four for five from the field, seven for eight from the free throw line. Uh, but again, uh, look, he came in and he you know he, he gave him a couple blocks. He was he gave him a couple steals. He was all over all over and he like ended up with 15 points. But he was athletic. He was uh, he was getting up and down the floor, and I think it really helped him last night. It did, and I know he's scored more points in the game earlier this season. I want to say it was against the Thunder where he went for over 20 points, but last night was easily the most impressive game for me by Jackson Hayes. I don't know where they were going to turn to, right? Billy Hernan Gomez, you know, he, he puts forth his effort, but he missed a couple of shots that I thought he should have scored on, right? He got fouled yeah, he on maybe did. a couple of them, but he just showed he couldn't get above the rim. And that's all Portland played last night, right? Athletic mm-hmm. guys, smaller guys, but athletic guys. And that gives, you know, people like for Jonas and Billy Hernan Gomez trouble. So Jackson, it was made for him, and thankfully he showed up. I know he mm-hmm. made some mistakes, but I'll tell you what, there was times when he was guarding Damon Lillard single-handedly or somebody else, and he more than held his own. And you're right, came up with a couple steals, blocks, had a couple momentum-changing kind of dunks. 
um, and some other plays. And that's all you ask for a guy, from a guy like him. So 15 minutes out of him, deeply needed. And I'm just hoping maybe this is the start of his run, right? Every season we talk about how he has a stretch where he plays well. Well, boy, this would be perfect timing if, he, if this is the first game of many for him to close out the season. Oh, I'm with you. They need him, especially, again, with all the injuries they're suffering right now. Kyra Lewis got ahead a chance to be able to play last night. You've been asking for him to get a little bit more time. You see the game speed up when he's got the ball in his hands. Absolutely. I, I think Kyra just naturally um, has, brings pace to the game, right, because he's so quick. When the coach is asking for you know, the players to bring the ball up faster, getting their offense quicker, for Kyra, that's just, you know, that, that's probably – half speed for him right but it looks quick because he's beating everybody up the court still so i love it from that perspective i also like eric just how aggressive he's been i know last night i think he only had one bucket a three-pointer but usually when he's been out there he's getting you a couple buckets making you a couple plays breaking down the defense right he's not finishing exactly like he should at the rim yet but he's much better than what he was in his first two seasons so i've seen a lot to like out of him where honestly i I think a good comparison to him is maybe Jaden ivy People are clamoring for how the Pelicans need a fast, you know, a combo type of guard that can mm-hmm. just score, get to the rim, get by anybody, and, and just be able to shoot the ball. And I'll tell you what, I love what Kyra brings because he's shown all that. And like I said, when you compare him to Jaden Ivey's numbers, they compare very well. I know Jaden's in his rookie season, but guess what? He's played more minutes in his career than Kyra. So Kyra, he's almost the same age. So I still think we haven't even seen close to what he's going to be able to bring because he's a 21-year-old and – I'll tell you what, I think there's a lot to like that. I think he can be a future, potentially a future point guard, at least a big-time player off the bench for them down the road. You know, Trey Murphy, again, still struggling, 3-for-10 from the field, 3-for-10 from um, from the um, three-point line, but he did help in other ways. Again, he had five uh, rebounds, three assists, three steals, so he was hustling. But, man, you nearly need to see that ball going through the basket. Yeah, in the first half, Eric, he went over four. And, you know, since going to the bench, he had struggled mightily. I think he had only made two threes before last night's second half where he went three for six. And they were timely. You know, the Pelicans are never going to probably outshoot a lot of the good opponents. But their shooting's just, you know, it is what it is. For three months now, we've had a good sample size of where they're just not a good three-point shooting team. But Trey is a good three-point shooter, and he's got to be for this team, I think, to be successful. So it's good to see the ball go through the net, but you're right. I like the fact that he was in there grabbing some defensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Especially with Billy Hernan Gomez out, you're tough, it's tough to point a finger at who's going to get you some rebounds. Because Jackson, he, he, even though he's seven feet, we both know he doesn't go and crash a glass like he should. Right. So, yeah, Trey helped there. And I also liked his three steals. That's what I liked about the Pelicans' entire defense. They swarmed, Eric. They, they looked they like did. that team we saw for the first two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And why is that? I mean, again, you know, this has never been a team that, again, has been lax for effort, but they just seem like, again, maybe they just were run down or tired. Their backs are clearly against the wall now with just 19 games left in the, in, in the season, 18 of them against, um, against Western Conference opponents. There's no doubt they hit a wall for me, and it came at the worst time. Players always tell you know, us, us in the media that the worst, hardest part of the schedule is always right in the middle, where you're – probably into the season, say, about two, two and a half months, and then you just can't wait for the all-star break. And I think for the Pelicans, it showed, and on top of that, they were without Zion, without Brandon Ingram. So it was kind of a perfect storm to where they didn't have their superstars there to carry them, right? I mean, the offense, we know this. We've talked about it for weeks, Eric. It's been in the funk. That's who you rely on, right? When when your team's, the role players aren't playing, you know, as well as they can. 
And that's why they're role players, right? You're going to have up and down performances. So unfortunately, a lot of down performances occurred, right, in uh, January and February. And like I said, I think that's exactly what happened to this team. But I think they caught, caught a little bit of a breather coming out of the All-Star break. And I know there was a couple of subpar performances. I mean, you'd never want to see how the Knicks basically handed them that loss for three minutes into that game. But, right. you know, you're going to have some bad loss. But I'm glad that they bounced back, right? That, that's the most important thing because they always say, get that first win where everybody starts feeling good. And it, honestly, in players' minds, especially young players' minds, it counts for like two or three wins. So let's see what they mm-hmm. can do and if to see if it translates over, the, what, two more uh, games on the road here. Right. Uh, again, Golden State on Friday, Sacramento on Monday. Then they're back at the Smoothie King Center for a four-game homestand. Dallas, uh, Oklahoma City, Portland, and the Los Angeles Lakers. By the way, LeBron James out at least three weeks with the ankle injury. That's going to hurt them. They've got some other teams in the West that are, that are suffering with injuries as well. Uh, what's the word on Zion? I, I know that Will Gilly reported that he was going to have that, that scan this week. Now, again, I think some other reporters reported that it's going to be next week. What are you hearing? Yeah, it's, it's going to be next week. Um, they, they want to give it some more rest. Hopefully, when they do the imaging, it's going to show that the muscle has healed, right? That there's no more uh, any kind of obvious signs of tears. And that's, you know, the, the, basically the scar tissue has grown back. That's what had happened previously, right? And that's when he started ramping up. So if, if like I said, the scan comes back, then he's going to once again begin that process to where he's going to begin, right? Running, doing one-on-one, and proceed to three-on-three. And I think that if everything goes well, we could possibly see him say in about three weeks' time. I think there's a good chance that we could see him before this month's out. And that would okay. be a boon, right? You've got to yeah. get him some regular season games before any kind of postseason begins. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. I was hoping for the middle of February, but that's kind of asking too much, huh? <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I mean, look, Zion, he's never been a quick healer. And unfortunately, right. he's... This isn't his first setback, so let's just hope, like I said, that he comes back fully this time and doesn't need a full offseason to get well. Talk about this this uh, West Coast swing here and how big this is for this team. That They've got to start stacking some wins here. They do, but, boy, I'm telling you, getting that win against the Trailblazers helps so much because you're keeping a team below you in the standings. Because it felt like, you know, we didn't know how they were going to hang on, but you at sure. least have to keep the Lakers below you and the Trailblazers and hopefully Utah which right now they're tied with them, keeps slipping. And it looks like that may happen. The other night, they lost to the Spurs, who are one of the worst, easily one of the worst teams in the NBA. But still, like I said, you've got to pick your spots if you can, then at least to get your wins. And, uh, you know, I think they can do that. And now, of course, right as a task, can you keep now stacking together some wins and maybe get inside the top six? Because it's not going to be easy. When you look at which teams are currently there, it's hard to pick which one may fall Mm -hmm. out. Right, because Suns, they just cut Kevin Durant back last night, and they're fourth. True. Warriors, they've been playing well. Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. he's been spectacular right over the last six weeks, and that's who the Pelicans play next. They're yeah, they fifth. get Curry back Clippers next week, right? Right, right. And then the Clippers are in six, but they've lost three in a row. But again, I, I just don't know how are you going to overcome not only them, but you got to jump over what Dallas, Minnesota. So for the Pelicans, I think well, you got to beat those teams when you face them now. I mean, that, that becomes must-wins. You know, the only way you're jumping over a team, is again, is if you're beating them. So th- that yeah, puts even more win. pressure on them against, what is it, the 18 games that they have left uh, against the West. Yeah, Eric, it's definitely a must-win if you're trying to get in the top six. But look, the way how, how terribly you play for two months, it's hard to set those expectations for me. Right. DJ, he still has a, a, a thumb that probably requires surgery, and he would have done I agree. It had the Pelicans been out, right, out of playoff contention. 
Jonas, I'm not sure if we can get him back to 100%. When he's missing games, you know he's hurting. So mm-hmm. that's the two biggest scores next to Brandon Ingram. And we were having this discussion last week. Who else is going to score for you? So like I right. said, I just want to see this team get in the playing tournament for right now, unless Zion, of course, comes back. Once he comes back, then, of course, you move that to the side, and then you try and beat everybody that you're looking at. Dyson Daniels comes back, but yet they lose Alvarado for three weeks with the stress reaction on his right tibia. And then, of course, Larry Nance out for a couple of weeks now with an ankle sprain. So uh, two of their better players, again, coming off the bench, will not be available for a while, which means, again, those other bench players have to step up. Yeah, the Larry Nance Jr. loss is, is a deep one. He was by far the Pelicans' best option at center this, this season. He gives Willie Green – he allows him to play the style that he likes to, right? going fast more quickly, having some shot-blocking presence, and, of course, being able to be versatile defensively because Willie loves to switch up everything defensively, right? Have all his players switch every screen and such. You can't do that with Jonas or Billy Hernan Gomez. But with Larry, you could, but like you said, he's going to be out for a while. He sustained a real serious ankle sprain. I think it's one of those three- to four-week variety types. But I'll tell you what, thankfully – you know, he's got something that he said the coaching staff had in their back pocket, and I'm not sure why we didn't get to see until last night, but it's going small. He's playing Herbert Dyson at the five. So when Jackson's on a game, right. you rely on your wings, and you kind of play the way Tyron Lue does with the mm-hmm. uh, Clippers team, right? Long time, he's been going small with that team. So I think that they can do that, and, and you can definitely play that way against the Warriors coming up and the Kings. I know Sabonis isn't the world's biggest uh, center. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the most interesting aspect. If this can suddenly become a thing for the Pelicans where it's a positive, they have their own kind of death lineup. But like I said, it's either Herb or Dyson at the five. Right. That will solve a lot of woes. Suddenly you've got a rotation and a lineup you can trust in key minutes. Because last night, Pelicans were neck and neck with Portland. Over the last yeah. 14 minutes of that game, they outscored mm-hmm. them by 16 points. And the reason was they went small. That really worked. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. Ali, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for your time each and every week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work. We're gearing up, right, for what's going to be, as Eric said, pretty much yes. every game feels, is going to feel like a must-win. Yeah, you're degree. playing against the West. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you're facing all the competition in the West. Yep. You've got more home games, right, Eric? That's the best part. They're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of home games coming up once they get home. So hopefully if they build some momentum, and we're going to write about it, that they can actually use this as a small springboard. It's not going to be as big one last year where they turn things around. But, boy, if you mm-hmm. can get any kind of momentum, I think they could still go on a run. I'm not going to rule it out, especially if Zion comes back. That would be a beautiful thing, no doubt. At Ali Gassell on Twitter. Ali, thanks for your time each and every week. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. Have a good weekend. There he goes. Ali Gassell of the Bird Rights. Make, make the Bird Rights uh, part of your favorites when it comes to, again, Pelican coverage. All right, don't forget about my friends at Acadian Custom Shutters. Remember, not to be confused with Acadian Windows or any other Acadian company. They are locally owned and operated, okay? Specializing in interior and exterior shutters, window coverings, as well as awnings and patio covers. Look, every product that they have is, quali- is a quality product. It's American-made, uh, also, again, um, uh, locally sourced. So if you're looking for for those hurricane shutters with the upcoming hurricane season coming. Look, you can't you, I guess you could order when 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 it's when it's you know in 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 May, June or July, but now's the time, okay? Because first of all, you get 10% off through now through May 15th. Uh, but again, uh, it's locally sourced uh, and and it's and it's American made. Wide selection of powder coated 
uh, aluminum products, the Colonial, uh, the Bahamas with the operable louvers that we have in our home and we absolutely love, the Hurricane Roll Downs, which are very popular, the accordions, and even those Lexan panels. You want to protect your home for the next, again, tropical event? Man, call my friends at uh, Acadian Custom Shutters at 985-893-3119. But it's not over yet because, again, Window coverings. They specialize in, again, window coverings. They have a design team that will go into your home with an absolutely free estimate, uh, take your window schedule or your plans, and beautify that home. Well, again, offering, again, American-made and locally sourced, uh, again, window coverings, interior plantation shutters, Roman shades, draperies, and more. Uh, Again, uh, also, uh, you have a budget. They'll work within that budget for you. Again, AcadianCustomShutters.com. Check out some of the um, uh, some of the pictures they have there. Again, uh, some of the, uh, the things that may be available for you. And then, of course, look, something that a lot of people like to do is we get a little bit closer in the spring and summer, right? You want to spend more time outdoors. Maybe you're looking for that awning or that patio cover, that screen enclosure. Man, there's nothing better than hitting that button with that interior, exterior roller shades where they just come on down and kind of, kind of block that sun. If you're looking to extend or enhance your outdoor living space, again, American-made, locally sourced quality products, and, and the design team over at um, Acadian Custom Shutters will design that dream area for you outdoors that, again, they'll have you spend as much time outside as you do inside. You want to find out more? Go, to, go, go uh, check out Acadian Custom Shutters at AcadianShutters.com or, again, call them at 985-893-3119 serving the South Shore, North Shore, South Louisiana, Mississippi Gulf Coast. It is Acadian Custom Shutters. All right, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, um, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. Also, don't forget about the Hideout Bar. We'll take a break. We come back. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, joins us on the program. I'm your host, Derek Asher. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 106.1 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. you do anything to keep your with eBay guaranteed fit, the right parts are just a click away. When you see the green check, you know that part will fit. Get the right parts at the right price. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 10 Eastbound, your delays are solid right at Williams. And delays pick back up on 10 Eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 Westbound delays are solid from North Claiborne to just before the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from just past Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection, your delays are steady from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays on the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. In the meantime, look out for accidents Cleveland Avenue at LaSalle, also Dumaine at North Rampart, Elysian Fields at North Rampart, also North Robertson at Poland, South Claiborne at Emilia, and also Tulane Avenue at South Broad. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Services Traffic Center. 
Hey, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. Sign a service agreement with Burkhardt. I'll give you the peace of mind of knowing that Burkhardt is monitoring the life and efficiency of your air conditioning heating system. Here's some of the benefits. They will call you and let you know when it's time to schedule that fall or winter or spring or summer inspections on your AC and heating system. Fall and winter is about safety, making sure, again, that heater's working, uh, uh, operating correctly so you don't have problems with carbon monoxide poisoning or, again, uh, fires. Your spring and summer is about making sure that AC system, again, is working properly when we get into the dog days of summer. Uh, at Burkhardt, again, if you uh, have a service agreement, you get priority schedule. That means if you need emergency service, you move to the front of the line of service. 10% discount on that demand emergency service. And, of course, because Burkhardt is uh, is monitoring the life and efficiency of your uh, uh, your uh, system, you're going to get your reduced energy bills, prolonged equipment life and safety. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Sign a service agreement with Burkhardt today. You'll be glad you did. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, home of the 1195 Direct Cremation. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill. 
Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Mambo's. That's right, Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you what a beautiful restaurant is, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, dining in an authentic French Shorter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Those beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You can check out all the great, uh, all, the, all the craziness out there. And, uh, again, you're doing it from the indoors. Uh, a bar on the first floor. Uh, take the elevator to the second floor. You've got a beautiful bar right there. And, you're on, again, a Bourbon Street balcony that overlooks Bourbon Street. Fantastic. On the third floor, if you take the elevator to the third floor, of course, you've got Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. The sight lines are, again, second to none. You've never seen New Orleans like you've seen it from, again, our friends over at Mambo's. It's one of a kind. There are no Bourbon Street rooftop bars with the exception of Mambo's. And then, of course, uh, the cocktails, outstanding. Some of the great mixologists we have in the city mixing up great cocktails for you. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest, fresh Louisiana seafood, but also so much more. Again, uh, you're looking for a great bite to eat. Uh, they got a full menu for you. Again, both American fare and, of course, uh, great Creole dishes. Uh, and, of course, a great night out with friends, maybe a romantic getaway. Maybe, again, you're doing a delicious meal with friends or family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Right next door is the hideout bar with live music every single night with, with also food and cocktails. Uh, in a French Quarter courtyard setting, you can't beat it. Uh, right there in the corner block of Bourbon Street, uh, make your next New Orleans memory on Bourbon Street at Mambo's and also the Hideout Bar. All right, joining us on the program now is Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. I've talked about it for a long time, right? Uh, about his uh, program on the digital platform. The beautiful thing about his program is, yes, you can catch it seven and nine live, and you should if you can. But if you can't, again, because he's on YouTube, you have the ability to go back and, and watch the show, listen to the show. Uh, it's all. Always entertaining, always informative. And, of course, now on his platform, he's expanded again with other great shows, uh, taking the digital platform by storm. It's Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. And we have him each and every week on our program. Jordy, how are you? Hey, good to be back. Specifically, I'll be looking at the defensive line. You, know, you think about the guys that left the program last season and some of the holes that they have at that spot. And I think they have a need. You know, they were able to go out in the transfer portal and pick up some guys and you know, there's some new faces there. I, I'm looking at that 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 interior of that defensive line. You know, you know, one of the stories is Mason Smith will be back for the fall. Uh, Makai Wingo had a had an excellent season last year. He had some off-season surgery in his shoulder, so he's not going to be there. So a lot of these faces, a lot of these new faces that they brought in from the transfer portal and um, you know through recruiting, I, I think you'll get your, your first look at here in spring football, and that's specifically where I'll be going. Obviously, everybody will be looking at the quarterback, E, but you know they, they have some positions right. like defensive line, specifically interior and linebacker, guys like Omar Spates, who came in from Oklahoma State, from Morgan mm -hmm. State, uh, you know, are, are some guys that, that, that we'll be looking forward to seeing. Daniels comes back. Nussmeyer, again, is the number two. Ricky Collins, the freshman, coming in as the number three. Uh, we know again, Walker Howard's going on to Ole Miss. How do you think Kelly plays this in the spring? Is it going to be a split of reps so that you're making sure you're holding on to Nussmeyer when, when obviously spring, uh, um, when, when spring ends and there's that next uh, opening of the transfer portal? How do you think, how do you think he's going to play it? Yeah, I really think that he'll he'll give the feeling to both of these guys that they're going to have an opportunity to start. You know, I think that he'll probably um, lend his hand to, to Jaden Daniels and 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 allow him to run with a lot of the, the 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 first team reps just because of where he was last year and going to be in a good you know a good chance for you know guys to kind of exert themselves in the fall. I, I'm not so sure that they're 
they're concerned about about losing one like they were at this point last year, or okay. you know, maybe even if they had Walker Howard on the schedule. I think you know when you have two, you got a, a good opportunity for both of those guys to play, and you know they see that. I think that you know Nussmeyer, it'd be tough for him to find a better situation than he has, uh, you know, right now as as far as the, you know just having the chance to play. He may not be guaranteed to play, but he's got a really good opportunity to play. So. You know, I, I think that that both of these guys are going to, you know, start the, the the process and start the competition on the field, at least in in, in the next couple of days. And um, you know, I think Kelly, like I said, will will lean towards Daniels on 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 the you know the, the, the majority of these one reps. But I think you know Nussmeier will definitely get enough where you know you can give a true evaluation of where he's at. Yeah, uh, Jordy being very kind. I, I misspoke. Uh, the, the spring starts Thursday, March 9th, and there'll be 15 practices there uh, for for the Tigers. Um, offensively, they look like they're in pretty good shape. The offensive line maybe needs some depth, but, they, but they're solid there. Wide receiving core, they look deep. Uh, it looks like they're going to be looking for, obviously, running back help. Uh, again, they got some incoming freshmen that may help them there. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on, on the running back situation? Yeah, look, I think the running back is going to turn into a position uh, of, of depth here pretty soon when you get you know, Trey Jack, uh, Trey Holly, and Caleb Jackson will be coming in. But you know, you got John Emery coming back. You, mm-hmm. you obviously have Josh Williams that, that that's back in the fold that really had a, a standout season uh, last year. Um, you know, you, you you've got some earned into a um, you know to a position that 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 gives them uh, some some. Um, some confidence, you know, I, I really do. I think that, you know, when, when you think about, um, you know, this position with, with guys like Noah Kane, uh, who played a lot of football last year, uh, yes. and really gave LSU some, 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 um, you know, some confidence there. And then Armani Goodwin is coming back mm-hmm. off of an injury, you know? So, I mean, you, you've really got a lot of options there, uh, at running back after you really were looking for options just a season ago, I think LSU will be sitting in a good spot. Baseball has started off with a pretty tough schedule again, um, um, and, and yet Vaughn uh, has only lost one game and one right now. But just based on what I've seen, the depth, the pitching staff, the ability to hit the baseball field, this looks like a, looks like a complete team. Been tested. Uh, I thought that earlier this week their win Tuesday night against Texas was – that was a very strong win. That would be something that you'll be able to date back to, or you know, later this year and kind of pull from uh, of a really good win for the Tigers going on the road in a hostile environment. That'll be the best atmosphere that Texas produces all season long, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know too much about Texas baseball, but I mean to see that place, uh, you know, I mean that, that that place was packed on on Tuesday night, and LSU. I mean, they're going to be you know, trying to find it, uh, you know, offensively. And, and they were, uh, you know, for the most part. But, you know, they, they found it when they had to, and they defended well. And, you know, I mean, their pitching staff, uh, I thought the other night, was, was so impressive. I mean, from, from uh, you know, from, from, from the starter in Thatcher Hurd to, to, to Nathan Aikenhausen uh, to Christian Little coming in at the end and closing it off. I mean, that, that was as, as impressive of a pitching performance uh, in a midweek game that, that you, you can find. And uh, I, I thought LSU was, uh, they were dealing. You know, it's still very, very early. Uh, but to hear all the hype that we did in the offseason and the way they were spotted here early on, they definitely looked for real. 
Kim Mulkey's uh, uh, Lady Tigers look like, again, they're, uh, they're going in. What is the second seed in the SEC tournament? They're a shoe-in for the national tournament. Uh, on, the, on the flip side, Matt McMahon looks like he's got to do got to go back to the drawing board here uh, and rework this, uh, this uh, roster uh, for next year. Talk about the basketball programs. Yeah, look, that was tough last night to watch with Matt McMahon and LSU closing it out. Yeah. When, you know, they had a 19-point lead at times. They had a 13-point lead at halftime. You know, to lose that game the way they did with 16 turnovers and, you know, the way they turned it over down the stretch, I mean, that was just, you know, that's, that's, that, that was kind of a, a depressing way to end the, the home schedule uh, in the regular season for a team that's really kind of been just tough to watch over the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, look, at the opposite end of the spectrum, Kim Mulkey and, and LSU women's basketball take off to South Carolina and, you know, go to the, the the tournament as one of the you know the favorites in the country, and uh, you know they have the number one recruiting class in the country coming in, and um, you know they're, they're looking for a, a postseason win, you know specifically in the SEC tournament uh, to to avenge last season's loss. So uh, Kentucky got them pretty good at this this event last year, and they've been waiting to get back to it. So I'd expect a pretty Yep. I did want to ask you about Antoine Davis again uh, from um, uh, Detroit Mercy closing in on Pistol Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record. He's got about 26 points to, to surpass uh, uh, Pistol Pete. Of course, Maravich did it in three years, did it without the three-point shot. Uh, is there an asterisk on this, in your opinion, on this record, I, I if think, you pass him? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I mean, I, I really do. I mean, when Pistol Pete, you know, when he – captured this record the freshman couldn't even play basketball you know what i mean like or at least they they, they couldn't play varsity basketball play varsity right yeah to, mm-hmm. to keep these stats and you know i mean it, you know i mean if pete plays one more year you know i mean this record is it's it's in a stratosphere that's untouchable i mean it's you know it's taken davis five years i read this morning where pete captured this record in 84 games tonight will be mm-hmm. the 147th game for Antoine Davis I mean you know it's it's it, yes it's different you know what I mean the the, the three-point shot and the shot clock did not exist when Pete was doing right. this so um yeah look I, I'm not discounting what Mike what, what Antoine Davis is going to no, of course not anything. I think but yes it, it is but the COVID year helped him yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, it really you know, did. Five years, five years compared to three years. Uh, you know, an extra point shot on the floor compared to only two point buckets being available. Uh, no twenty four shot clock, no twenty four second shot clock, which you know kind mm-hmm. of forces possessions. I mean, it's just a totally different game. And, and again, I, I think that Antoine Davis will be you know celebrated this evening. But look, two years from now, a year and a half from now. When people are talking about this record, I think the majority of, of, of you know sports fans will you know just kind of think that this is still Pistol Pete. You know, I mean, I mm-hmm. think that Pistol Pete will will always live around this record and deservedly so. Yeah, me too. I just they have to, I think going forward, and no disrespect to Antoine Davis, but again, it just is it is what it is in terms of the changes there. I only got two minutes left. I did want to ask you your thoughts on Derek Carr. A lot of people believe he's going to sign by next week. Uh, do you believe that, and do you believe it'll be with the Saints? Now, you know, I, I think this quarterback situation is going to be very interesting. I I, I think Carr goes to Carolina. I, I really do. I think Frank Reich is is a guy that really kind of you know fits his as a, a pretty quiet reserve guy i know he comes out of of las vegas but you know i, I just i've never seen new orleans as a fit with him obviously if, if sean payton was still around i think you know it would be more of an offensive destination but 
you know, with, with, with what they have going against them. I really think that Carr ends up in Carolina. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. I've told you before, E, you know, I'd love to see him just kind of commit to the rebuild here. Right. I don't think they're going to do it, though. I think they, they, yeah, I think if they no, don't I'm get him, you. they're going to try to get another veteran. You know, we'll right. see how that plays out. But it'll be interesting to see. I've been, I, I think the clock is ticking on Carr. He's got to make a decision before March 15th. Agreed. Yeah, look, and I think that, you know, he knows that. He's putting NFL teams in a – you know, it's kind of a, a miniature Aaron Rodgers 2.0. It's mm-hmm. like, come on, man. I mean, like, you know, how much more time do you need? I mean, you know, are you in or are you out uh, right. at this point? And I think that's where they are. And, you know, I, I'm with you. I, I think that they're planning a contingency. If they, they swing and miss on Carr, I imagine that they're going to, which probably is going to bring Baker Mayfield into play. And, Whew. you know, uh, I mean, come on. Man, yeah. uh, I, I'd much rather first round pick on Henry that. Hooker yeah, <laughs> than I pick agree. at Mayfield. I know? agree, and I mean, I'd I know everybody talks route. about that. I know everybody talks about that one game that he won for 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 mm-hmm. LA last year on Monday night. But I mean, right. he lost Come his on. five other starts. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. It, 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 it's not a he's good, an inaccurate quarterback that, that that's the key i mean again he's just not accurate and, and he's a locker room problem so why would you want to bring that in i i agree with you i, I that's why i'm saying look the the, the the pickings are slim uh the 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 roster is getting old the the, the salary cap is bloated uh yep. you know you don't have a lot of draft picks make sure that you you, you use them wisely and, you know, I mean, look, man, commit to it. When you don't have a quarterback in this league and you're, you're talking about Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr <laughs> and you're, you're as pressed to the cap as the mm-hmm. Saints are, it, it, don't overthink it. You know, go, just get yourself a good young roster, get draft picks, and find your future quarterback in, in next year's draft, this year's draft, or some draft in the next two seasons to start building towards the championship again. There you go. There he is, Jordy Collada, each and every weekday, 7 to 9. Jordy, tell everybody about the program and how folks can follow you on social media. Appreciate it. The at Collada Show is the easiest way to do that. If you want to keep up with our show, check out Mike Up, Mikey Matuk and his show. Jared Mitchell is his co-host. It's Mikey and Jared. So, I mean, look, you're getting really good LSU baseball insight from these two guys, two former first-round picks. And every Monday they, 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 they talk to Jay Johnson. Uh, so, if you're looking for that, check out Mike Up. With Mikey Matsuk, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thank you, Jordy. As always, appreciate your time. At Jordy Collada on Twitter. See, I'll talk next week. There he goes. Jordy will actually join us on the TV show next week as well, so we'll do double duty with him. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You come home tonight, the AC's not working. Over the weekend, your heater, uh, it it goes down. You need help. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Truly a company you can trust. I've trusted Burkhardt over 30 years. They will never gouge you. They'll never cheat you. Only doing the work that's necessary. You want the peace of mind of knowing that you've got a company that you can count on? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. Lunch and dinner uh, at uh, Oceana. Uh, lunch, lunch and dinner at Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Canada restaurant, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Oceana. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. 
Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband, insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $300. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now, and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213579. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-452-5050. That's 1-800-452-5050. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-452-5050. That's 1-800-452-5050. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com slash commercials. 
All right, folks, it's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank our guest, uh, Ross Jackson, uh, Gary Smith, Jordi Collada, and also Ali Gassel. I want to thank Rudy back at studio producing the program. Uh, don't forget, Fletcher Mackle joins me in the water in the inside of all in sports on WLAE-TV coming up at 6. And right here on the, on uh, 106.1 FM is the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. Thanks to our sponsor, sponsor our program, including the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Thanks for listening. My name is Eric Ash. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catcher to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go.